1: Head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy Hello everyone and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Laura, the only 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hello, it's me, Ray, again, with my co-host Gerald.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: Yes, he says yes, we're back for another recording.
2: We got ourselves <sighs> a little double feature. Not really, but
1: <clears throat> if we can if we can go through as fast.
2: <laughs> sure. We might even get a triple or a quadruple feature, maybe.
1: Let's see. Now. You're over-promising. you're Yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey. It's a triple or a quadruple feature as far as we us recording. As far as yeah. it getting produced, that's up to Mark, so.
1: <laughs> Mark releases when he wants to release.
2: Yes. Behold the Almighty God, and probably mean chicken farmer.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he's the farmer, and he's with the farmer's wife. So we know how that goes.
2: (laughs) Mm, Yes, yes.
1: But enough about chickens. We're going to be talking about a craft world.
2: Yes. Hadn't had a craft world story in a while.
1: That's for sure. I've been a while. Love me, them elves.
2: (laughs) I imagine this is going to be a uh, Eldar lesson tonight, just as much as it is a uh, lore reading. In the negative 23
1: millennium, the elves were awesome. (laughs) There was much rejoicing.
2: Yay.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's get this one started.
2: This is from Cole, and this is Craftworld Shalad. Cool. All
1: right. I'll start off.
2: Um, do you just want to read this whole thing, and then I'll just ask questions and stuff. Because I'll admit I don't know as much as I probably should about Eldar lore.
1: For sure, um, I cannot speak um the foreword. Just letting you know, um, he mentions Irish and Scottish uh words. I speak neither of those, so I will fuck up pronunciations. But
2: we apologize for our butchery in advance.
1: Yes. <clears throat> All right. Really enjoyed your listener lore episodes and wanted to send the background from my custom craft world shalid shalad? She shalad. Shal- shalad. Yeah, shalad. All right. From my custom craft world, shalad. The Eldari words are all near translations of Irish or Scottish Gaelic words. The tongue-in-cheek description of the craft world is what if Eldar listened to Radiohead? <laughs> all right. Full disclosure, I have I have never listened to Radiohead.
2: Neither have I.
1: I just know that they exist. So, yes, yes, yes. yes. All right. Craft world, Shalad. Shalad is how it's pronounced, and it means flowing rain shower. So, I like it. I like the poetry. I like it. Very cool. Very, very, very elvish, Eldari. Shalad is a craft world that travels through the galactic east. They are noted for their dispassionate and sorrowful disposition, which affects their daily lives, ways of war, and relationship with other Eldar. The Eldari of Shala of wow Shali Shala wow I am fucking I can't fucking pronounce remember how we pronounce this thing Shalad Mm -hmm. It is a is a the Eldari of Shalad are alive are alive a simple and devoted existence compared to other Eldar. The fall of the old empire was spirit-shattering to the once prideful people. This wound shook them to their core, and they adopted a collective spirit of quiet resignation at their new place in the galaxy. It is a world where the idea of celebration and seemingly and seemingly joy are rare. Without intending it, it has become a useful repent, repellent to the pull of the desires of the thirsting prince. In place of these driving motions seems to be a sense of duty to carry on. The art of writing song and poem is pervasive among the members of the craft world, who can often be heard singing throughout the day. Even the young of Shalad can sing ancient epics detailing the fall and loss of beloved ones. The most important of these is an ever-evolving song that details the history of the craft world, called the Or Rahim, the Or Rahim, which choruses of gathered inhabitants will sing to alter the connect to altars that connect the craft world's affinity circuit, connecting the, li- connecting the living to their dead. Traditionally, Shalad, Shalad keeps other craft worlds at arm's length, but not has seen some good relations with El Respecting the craft world's sternly resolve and rigid devotion to the path system. They have also met with Shan Han on multiple occasions, and while their cultures would not be more different, they did on. They did bond over some friendly competitions between their most skilled skyrunners and pilots. They also maintain ties with few Harlequin troops that consider that consider is a great challenge to cause res, the residents of Shali to smile. Okay. When a performing troop visits the craft world, they are also treated to a performance by the Ray Rayaderas' finest musicians and singers, which have caused many Harlequins to weep openly. Interesting. Hmm. The personal character of the craft world carries over to the craft world's war hosts. Like Sam Han and Elok, they, disp- they feel disproportionate amounts of grav tanks, vipers, and skyrunners. They prefer to cut down their enemies dispassionately from afar, and their attacks often consist of volleys of lasers and prism fire, devastating flanks or rearguards before peeling away, or pincer movements that overwhelm their enemies from multiple attack vectors. Their Skyrunners and Eagle pilots are known for particularly daring maneuvers taken with grim calculation that might seem like a death wish to others. They feel, compar- feel comparably f- few warriors from the striking scorpions and howling banshee shrines, often utilizing swooping hawks, warp spiders, and shining spears in similar roles. Often, the warhouse is led by autoks on Skyrunners who will headhunt enemy leaders. The chapter's war host is clad predominantly in monochromatic gray-blue armor as befits their frequent employ of dusk and night raids to keep enemy forces constantly on the back heel. Their mastery of the style of war is not without its drawbacks. They struggle to hold fortifications against determined foes. This led to the fall of the Exodite world of Ruth and Nier against an orc horde. No matter how devastating their forces, attacked, uh, forces struck the orcs, the green screens remained undeterred. Their foes' lust for battle was desp- was despicable to the Eldari. Eventually, the War Council opted to evacuate as many ex as they could manage, but still the loss of many of their warriors and their world stone, their world soul, was devastating. Shalid spent a millennia finding, protecting, and helping terraform a new world for the surviving clans. Cool. Cool, cool, cool.
2: Nice, nice little story tied up very nicely in the book.
1: Yes, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm wondering if they use, because they have, what's it called, because they have exodites, if they use any, like, rangers or other types of exile Eldar to, like, also help them, because exodites can do that sometimes.
2: Sounds possible. and Sounds like this craft world prefers more ranged stuff, yeah. to my understanding. Yes, yes,
1: yes. And, like, Very air-based combat. Kind of-
2: yeah, kind of very grim and just very grim and detached, <clears throat> as I opposed like it, to yeah, it's it's different from I guess the only the only other other craft worlds I know of by name are V Elton who are like hyper aggressive, uh, um, E who are supposedly like Giga Chads of the of the craft worlds for uh, lore reasons, and then what's the one that uh, Eldrad is on Othway oothway oothway okay yeah. and, they are, they're, and they're they're big I, I big time on good their psychers i think
1: i think they're the good chance because they're like oothway they're basically stuck on the eye of terror's
2: border hey you gotta be a pretty badass uh craft world to, to manage that
0: say goodbye
2: yeah yes yes
1: yes i like it though i think it's pretty cool i i do i enjoy that as well that it's there they're very grim they're very grim and they seem very like quiet and emotional like even the descriptions of like their songs i imagine their songs to be very like slow very very what's the word like you come in there Somber. and even and, like you, you, can, yeah, you can just feel it like it isn't just like something you hear, but it's something you like feel on just another level when you like around them. Like the Orpheus thing...
2: playing his song to Hades in the underworld to get back his his Eurydice. <laughs> the the
1: part where they make Harlequins cry is a little intense, but you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with it and be like, holy fuck, these guys must be like really depressed.
2: <laughs> they they must be. If it's enough to make a if it's enough to make a Harlequin cry. <laughs> Just, like, like think about what what makes a Harlequin laugh. Now think about what makes a Harlequin cry. (laughs) He's not dying fast enough. (laughs) This is sad.
1: (laughs) I'm not laughing, therefore I'm crying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do like that they actually... uh, Cole here actually gave like a drawback to their methods which a lot of uh yeah, a lot of uh, lore writers kind of miss because I mean you want to promote like your homebrew stuff but you know it's also nice to have give it that kind of drawback that's you know so it's not like a, a Mary Sue craft world a Mary Sue space marine chapter you know oh, nothing OP or anything like that because uh, you know it, it, it'd be too boring that way
1: yeah, well, to add to that, like while he mentions, like he men, he goes over like really sparsely throughout the entire document. Like, oh, they mostly do this. They mostly do long range, and like hit and run maneuvers or ranged, range, range hit and run tactics. But then he goes into detail on their flaws, which I like because it's like it's almost like, oh yeah, like here's just like like ten percent, ten percent, ten percent of like what. While my craft rule is good at that's kind of like prevailing the entire thing. But then once you get to the flaws, it's like 40%. Like it's just you see like a 40% increase where it's like, oh, this is this is where they fail. And this is an example of how badly they failed. So now instead of me thinking, oh, these guys are just really good, like really strongly, strongly, strong, because like it ends with their failure, it leaves me thinking on like, oh well, if, as long as they're not in like they're probably really strong in in like x combat but if they ever get into like y combat which is this one in particular the fortifications and like protracted engagements oh then they're just gonna fail like nine out of ten times mm-hmm. so then it kind of like you can almost like it gives you almost like what's the word like um like slack to make your faction a bit more overpowered if you like go into detail extensive detail on how they failed at least for
2: mm. me anyway. Yep. And I think Mark has made this point before uh, in Listener Lore's past It's like don't be afraid to have your faction fail at something. Like that's what makes that's what makes them more interesting. That's what, you know, and um that's what makes them more interesting. That's what makes 40k so grimdark is everybody tries really, really hard. To bring their species, their regiment, or whatever you know, the you know, peace, glory, whatever you could think of, but at the end of the day, in the grim darkness of the forty first millennium, there is only war. So,
1: yeah, it's all I just.
2: Mean, Go ahead.
1: I was going to say another thing that I really like about this to kind of like add to it to add to like, like to add to what we're saying about this, like to the fact that they lose, they they don't just lose like like the way they lose fits their character like they're just passionate they don't care as much They're not like very strong passionate, aggressive they're all, they're detached they're quiet they're just passionate so their failure of not being able to hold a position makes sense for them as a faction they're not going they're they they're not going to hold the fa- they're not going to hold a position because they're too detached to really like i don't want to say to care but they don't have the uh, willingness to hold a, uh, hold a position because of how like sad I think, fish marks they are. So like, not only do they fail, but the failure doesn't come out of nowhere. It isn't like, oh yeah, they were crusading nonstop, endless victory, and victory oh and then they hit a roadblock and they lost. No, it's they're they're known to be so detached that when it that when they fight someone who specializes in attrition and just overwhelming force and just constant attack, constant attack, constant attack. They just can't do it. And they have to fall back. They have to abandon a world. So like. The failure fits with the themes and the care and the. Mm-hmm. The character of the craft world.
2: And Cole makes a very good point because he's emphasizing how good or how their preferences for the range stuff like you can infer from there. If they're put into a different situation where it's either attrition, like what you're about or melee, they're probably not going to do as well in it. And as someone that that has suffered from depression or somber or just that just a very low mood in my past, I can I can attest to that. It's very hard to maintain that ability to care because you just you don't have the willpower for it, even if you want to, even if you want to say, Hold this position, hold this exit that world because you have so much, because you have that sense of just so much going against you. It is hard to maintain that willpower to want to keep it to look like you care, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I super agree. I also noticed that he doesn't mention anything about them using Wraith Guard units. So, like, this is almost like leaving me to infer that this craft world doesn't like necromancy. Like, craft roles don't like necromancy on principle, because necromancy is kind of just bad in general. But, like, him, he doesn't mention anything about Wraith units. And given everything he's mentioned about their personality, their character, the type of units they do use, and how they fail, it leads me to assume that they don't use Wraith units, which I also uh, like. It's, yeah, we don't, like, they don't use melee units, and they don't use Wraith guard units. So it's leaving me to assume that they must hold that. Uh, this is another reflection. This is honestly the more I think about this is actually really well written in what is
2: not said. And that's a difficult thing to to accomplish in writing is because this lore is very, very short. And so there it's. It leaves you just enough nuggets of information that you can infer a lot from what is and from what isn't isn't there.
1: Yeah. Yes. 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 Like, like I said, it's it's like looking at this it's actually kind of impressive how like little is said that leaves you to infer so many things. Like I said, they don't have wraith guard units and they don't use melee units. They must hold a great deal of value for life in general, which is why they use range units and why they don't. That's great. They're dead by necromancy purposes, so I really mm-hmm. like it. You did a really good job.
2: Yeah, very good job, Cole. Keep on writing. Um, yeah, just keep on writing and send us more stuff. Especially if you have any more Eldar stuff. We, you know, the, it, as I I make all the jokes about you know not being an Eldar fan, but it's nice to hear some stuff about the pointy ears every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, I don't hate them as much as I say I do. hopefully
1: cole is willing to uh throw some minis of this obviously
2: oh yeah post to the discord if you're if you're able to
1: all right but i got nothing else to say i'm i'm good
2: awesome awesome i don't think i have much else to say about this nice little lore and if you dear listeners have any lore that you'd like to send in and be read by me ray mark or and whoever he decides to bring in that week, um, you can submit your lore to Podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, have a good night, everybody.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at lorehammerlistenerlore. See you next episode.